This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Rico joining you as usual. Rico, what's up? Hitter. How's life? Uh, so far, so good. Need the, rain, a, need the rain to stay away. Yeah, Nick needs bugs. Need the rain to stay away bad. Although, you know, after it, like, sprinkle yeah. and then stop and then more bugs will be out. Maybe. Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the bug guy. I'm, I am not the bug guy. That's Look, why I'm, I'm a, struggling I'm to a, find bugs. I'm an animal guy, not a bug guy, all right? That's true. We got good variety on this show. We do. Animal guy, bug guy, some bit of sports knowledge. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to do a show on a what sports else, talk what radio What else station. do you need? That's all we need. Yeah, 93.7, the ticket, Lincoln's Real Sports Talk with a bug guy and an animal guy on from, from one to two. It's almost like 93.7, the livestock. Something like that. Just sell peacocks. <laughs> we haven't talked about peacocks yet. Just sell peacocks. <laughs> we should not. We, the ticket does not need should to get. We? The ticket does not need to get into the livestock selling business. Why? We don't need it. We're bringing so much extra moolah. We're doing just fine. We're about to move. I mean, we are. We got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Which we are is exciting. We're doing great, but we could be doing better. How can we be? How can we be uh, better tomorrow for per- perfect today? Yeah, that's a great question. Great question. Anyway, uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. By the way, I mean, that's a great thing to tell your boss. Well, sir, if I'm perfect today, how can I get better tomorrow? I'm not conceited because (laughs) being conceited is a flaw, and I have none. There it is. Do you want me to get better? Well, then I can't be perfect today. I'm sorry. Uh, i got to have an off day Yes, I'm going to have to take a step back. <laughs> I'm going to have to be bad today. Uh, just see how that works out. Let us know. Report back, and then you'll probably have a lot more free time to listen to the ticket. Yeah, you, no, you definitely will. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Allo channel 951, all that stuff is is up and running, powered up, and so we're good to go on all those locations for you. Uh, we're so we're approaching 5,000 subscribers on YouTube as well, and so uh, make ahead, sure do it. you won't make sure you you click that subscribe button if you have not already done so. Also, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, do that. Rico, not just, just not just Nick and myself, but obviously the tickets Twitter account. Rico, I went to the Stars game last night. Yes, and. It, if you were a casual hockey fan that found yourself in the icebox last night and you went strictly because it was a playoff game, tickets were to only $10, and the Stars potentially played their last game last night uh, going into it, you were like, all right, I'll go. I'll head down to the icebox, see how it goes. The first period was perfect for you. A total of seven goals in the first period. Oh, my goodness. Um, Lincoln led 4-3 to three after the first 20 minutes of play. A Fargo player got ejected within the first like eight minutes of the game. What did he do? He, some. I was watching the puck, so I was sad. 
Did he, I didn't get to see it. Did he say the magic words? Probably. No, no. He initiated like head contact with mm. the stars player, yeah. and the dude. I mean, the stars guy just went down to the ice. Yeah, that was just it. laying down there, and so it was, he got like a five minute major penalty for for game misconduct and initiating head contact or something. So, uh, therefore. That means uh, he was he was booted and out of there. So Bye-bye. it was it was a good good game for the stars in the first two periods. Led still four to three after the second period, and then unfortunately the third period happened where um, Lincoln tripped their tripped Fargo's goalie. They they uh, tied up the game on a power play goal. Then they scored another goal to take a five to four lead. Then they scored again on another power play goal. And then the kid, a couple empty netters, and uh, Fargo ends up winning eight to four. And so the score was not really indicative of how the entire game went, uh, because in the last you know fifteen minutes or so of the of the entire game, that's when Fargo really took the took the you know the the horns. And so you know Lincoln had a, had a really impressive season. Shout out to Rocky Russo, all of those guys, uh, Coach Rocky Russo, I should say, Mason Marcellus, one of the captains, Cameron Whitehead. Who who just did not have a, a typical performance for Cameron Whitehead. So it was it was a really fun atmosphere, great night. Um, loved the concession stand prices. I talk about that. I'm pretty You're passionate big, about that. Big concession stand. And man. so I mean, when you when you go in and there's three dollar tall boys or four dollar drafts, I mean, it's hard to beat it. Um, and and just food prices aren't bad either. It's so. it's very strange how uh, a place that only charges ten dollars a ticket can have such cheap amenities yeah um when there are other places who charge more for tickets yep who charge more for the amenities and can seat more people not taking shots i'm just the stars the stars was out there every time i go to the ice box i walk away saying i need to go to more games like I need to go to more stars games. The next stars season. know how to. The stars know how to do it. Because gosh, it's such a good atmosphere and, and like little like fan engagement and fan uh, experience. When you talk about like music that they play, they're always up. They're always going. Oh, yeah. um, it's just really really enjoyable to go to, um, and, and and that's coming from somebody that didn't really know or enjoy hockey up until the last two or three years. And so, um, if you're just a casual fan looking for. A pretty pretty inexpensive night of entertainment and sports. Uh, make sure you head over to the Icebox at some point and uh, and check out the Lincoln Stars when it comes to be that time once again next season. So uh, they they fin- they finished their season after losing to Fargo. They're uh, eliminated out of the Western Conference Finals and uh, one step away from the Clark Cup Finals. Unfortunately, so next year just keep on just take keep that next on. step. Yep. So uh, another, I guess, programming note we can talk about it officially. Officially, uh, official. We will have high school state baseball on the airwaves this Friday. We start at 10 a.m. and so we'll have every single game on Friday. Uh, first pitches are scheduled for 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m. On Friday, similar time spots on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week as well, um, and and hopefully the rain, if there is any potential, you know, chance for rain that stays away as well. Say but, say that first part again. Just, just the announcement. What, the announcement. what are we doing? What are we doing? We are going to broadcast Nebraska high school state baseball tournament. Give me a hell yeah! Thank you. I said, give me a hell yeah! 
Wow, how about that? We never get that on our show. There you go. Um, Sometimes you just take things from other shows real quick. It's pretty important also. It's the first time in 93.7 The Ticket's history that we're going to have state baseball on the airwaves as well. Not a whole lot of other people do it. And so as we like to do uh, with all of our Nebraska high school prep coverage, we're going to do the most that we can. And that includes pretty much, well, yeah, let's just say it. Yeah. Every single Class A game from Warner Park and Tal Anderson Field there you up go. in Omaha. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're excited. And and I guess just a nice little plug, if you or your company would like to uh, sponsor and be a part of uh, yeah history, I guess, um, with it being the first time that we're broadcasting it on the airwaves, then uh, contact Jake. You can DM one of us, me or Rico, and, and we'll, we'll get you in touch with the right uh, right people to, we'll to talk you to. So, all right, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Got a couple minutes left in this first segment. Want to definitely talk about sports betting here because we didn't get to talk about it a whole lot yesterday, and now new information over the last twenty four hours or so. Honestly, kind of good. We has didn't surfaced talk about it yesterday. Yeah, has surfaced. Um, we obviously know about about Alabama. Well, new information on how they caught Alabama was released. That was a big question because you were mentioning when you when you when we were talking about it before, how it was like four different yes. states. And yes. people have been asking, you know, how how do you figure out, you know, who's placing the bets? What makes it um, suspicious if somebody's placing a bet on, on you know, a game like that? And, and why do they look into it? So uh, we, we might have a little bit of that information. So here is um, how they caught Alabama. And I was reading this. This comes from Darren Ravel of the Action Network. And he, this is what he says. A better in Ohio who was on the phone with former Alabama manager Brad Bohannon was on was he was on the phone with him when the decision to scratch Alabama's best starting pitcher was made. Then the better in Ohio placed two large wagers on LSU to win. The opposing team at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at Great American Ballpark. The game between Alabama and number one LSU was slated to begin just a couple hours later. The Tide replaced their best pitcher with a reliever who hadn't started a game in over a month and a half. Alabama ended up losing 8-6, to six, and an independent organization filed a report to state gaming commissions across the country indicating potential malfeasance. Yes. To date, four states have halted all wagering on Alabama baseball. <clears throat> so... Once again, just to put it in in layman's terms, basically Brad Bohannon was on the phone with this guy who was in the sports book in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Minutes after the phone call, this better in Ohio put the wager, two large wagers on LSU to win and beat the Crimson Tide. And just moments after that, it was announced that Alabama was not going to pitch and start their best starting pitcher. And they instead replaced him with a reliever who hadn't started a game in over a month and a half. So there you have it. Yeah, that's why why the investigation was opened up. Yeah, that seems pretty cut and dry on uh, why they were looking into it. And so now, um, what's interesting is Iowa, the Hawkeyes, are under under investigation. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Iowa State is also under investigation. What is the state of Iowa doing? And so... Do you see how many? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I think it was 111 Hawkeyes. Yep. Only 26 are current student athletes. Yep. 
but a hundred, a hundred and eleven. Well, so here's what it is: um, two Iowa athletic spokespeople did not respond when asked if it pertained to gambling. If all the suspensions did. Uh, however, the director of gaming for the state's commission in Iowa said, quote, the commission takes the integrity of gaming in the state seriously and is continuing to monitor the situation and provide will provide any additional information when able. The University of Iowa said in a release that it received information on 111 individuals in total, including 26 current student athletes from baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling, along with one full-time employee in the athletics department. No coaches, no past or current coaches. Uh, The University of Iowa also noted that, quote, the vast majority of individuals are student staff, former student athletes, or those with no connection to UI athletics. The list also does not include any current or former coaches, as we just kind of talked about. However, Rico... However, now what gets interesting is everybody in the country, because we know this is going on in more places. Oh, one hundred percent, right? You can't. You're not gonna going to find one place doing. Yeah. You can't find one place. You know, you want to keep it in football. You can't find one place cheating and having more coaches on the field and not expect other places not to have the same thing going on. Right? It happens. And so now, if I am somebody in California or somebody in Nevada or somebody in Missouri. Who has done this? Nevada. I am scared out of my mind. One hundred percent. Because Terrified. because it is only a matter of time until more things get dug up. Because now they're going to look into it. Things happen, and it's going to be uh oh. Five years ago, this happened. Three years ago, this happened. Mm-hmm. This last season, here's what happened. It's going to be really interesting because if you're one of those other people or a group of people at another institution, you're going oh no. We might get caught now, yep. and it all stemmed from Alabama. Because if you got away with it before, and you know however long it's been that you, you've gotten away with it, now with this Alabama situation and with them actually, you know, realizing, oh, this this is happening, not just at Alabama, but at Iowa, Iowa yeah. State, possibly other places. Oh, maybe we need to take a closer look at at some of the results yeah, of these let's things. Let's go ahead and uh, hold you know, on real quick. You have a couple of these things. Where it's like, oh, that was a major upset. Like, oh, I wonder what happened here, oh, or or. Um, you know, this happened. This person got, you know, quote unquote, injured before this started. Well, I wonder what's going on here. So there's going to be a lot more things that are going to be looked into. And um, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if a lot more universities, a lot more names start popping up uh, over mm-hmm. the course of the next couple of months. So and then once again, later Monday afternoon, Iowa State had notified the NCAA of approximately 15 athletes on the football, wrestling and track and field teams for online sports wagering, which would violate NCAA rules. So my question with that is, is it just like wagering in general? So let's say they were betting on basket like like NBA games or NFL games. Don't forget. or, Or is it directly tied to? The university and and those things. Well, don't forget there was a a football player that oh gosh I want to say he was at Virginia who got in trouble for wagering on an NBA Finals game mm-hmm. was going to donate his winnings to charity and he still got suspended for six games. Yeah, I do remember that. So I think it's just in general sports wagering. But uh, that f- sucks. 402-464-5685 Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, both those continue to be open for you. Um, but just wild stuff, because once again, it's 
if you're that, that's where it's like you each day is is more and more stressful for if you participated in this mm-hmm. when you know you weren't supposed to, but you're sitting there going, oh no, we. It's just a matter of time because they're going to continue digging stuff up, and somehow, some way, they're going to figure out that somebody was breaking the rules. Yeesh. It's going to be wild. Exciting times in the NCAA. It's going to be absolutely wild. Let's go to the, the phone lines. We got Dave on the line. Dave, happy Tuesday, man. What, what's on Hi, your mind today? Dave. Hey, hey, uh, Rico and Nick. You know, uh, those those guys at Iowa and uh, also that uh, guy back in Ohio who was doing bets for the baseball Yeah, those guys are stupid. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the guys in Iowa – all those athletes were probably been on NBA games or, mm-hmm. you know, major, maybe Major League Baseball. You know, out here in Vegas, they don't put lines up for college baseball. Maybe yeah. the Circa Casino does for a few sled games on Friday, but nobody does out here until a college World Series. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you how that works. There's a company out here called U.S. Integrity. And a lot of those guys are very bright. They're guys that are working from uh, MIT, Harvard. Gotcha. They track bets for uh, FanDuel and uh, uh, DraftKings. And they track bets a lot for a lot of people. So what they can do is, when that guy on the phone in Ohio was making those bets, he's probably trying to bet it more than once. Mm-hmm. So that casino, and they have the power, they have the power to do this, and it's perfectly legal. They can trace that phone call yeah. from that better and find out where it's from. Now, this, this could happen in Nebraska. It's not just Iowa. If Nebraska had phone betting when wagering starts pretty soon, mm-hmm. they could trace a phone call if a student athlete was placing a bet from the Hawk Center or Memorial Stadium or the Devaney Center, and they would notify somebody in Nebraska athletics that they were doing that. You know, you make a phone bet, your your trace, your call is being traced. Yeah, and uh, I know FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, uh, really, uh, I don't know, on ads and TV, really, you know, really promote that. But they really don't, you know, let you bet a lot of money, maybe one time, but the next time you win, you're not going to be able to bet again because they'll block you out. Yeah, they only want the hundred dollar and the fifty dollar better. I I guarantee you that. Because I got friends that quit doing fan duel and DraftKings out here in Vegas because they've tried to bet a hundred dollars and it doesn't work, so they just mm-hmm. go to the casino and do a phone bet from there. Hey, you guys got time? Can I tell you a story? Absolutely. Hey, November of two thousand and three, the Chiefs were playing the Bengals. Okay. Now the Bengals had a lot of injuries, and there was so much money coming in on the Chiefs. Uh, Cincinnati ended up winning that game 24-19 because they had a 77-yard pass from, from Kitna, and they had a 60-yard, 68-yard 68 punt return. But back in the day when, like, after 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning, my supervisor left, so I was in charge of monitoring bets. Now, back in our office, there's 20 computers with four desks, and on the counter where I was working at, and I had two ticket writers, there's 12 computers. So I can monitor all five casinos that the bets were coming from. Now, <coughs> about 3.15 a.m., you get a bet about $5,000 on the Chiefs, 
from our property at Barbary Coast. Now that highlights in like yellow to say it's a 5,000 limit. So another casino up the street, the Gold Coast, about five minutes away, another bet came in for $5,000. So at that time, I called the Gold Coast and said, what was this guy wearing? Well, he was wearing a red Chiefs hat, and the lady with him was wearing a blue jeans and a blue shirt. So I then called surveillance at the Orleans Casino, which is another property we had, and it was right down the street from the Gold Coast. Well, sure enough, those two morons tried to bet 5000 again on the Chiefs. And I called the Suncoast <laughs> and let the surveillance people know what these people look like and called the sports book and said, hey, you might have two people coming in try to bet 5000 on the Chiefs. Well, sure enough, they did. Wow. So they came down to our main hub, the South Point, about an hour later at 4.30 a.m., I see the guy standing out there by the bar in a red hat, and there's a the lady with him. So I call surveillance. So they had two security guards coming down. The lady came up to the counter. She tried to bet $5,000. So I said, you can't take it. I said, didn't you guys already bet 5000 at the Barbary Coast and the Gold Coast? She goes, no. I said, well, you're lying because I got you on surveillance. And so... Uh, I told her, I said, why don't you go get uh, that guy with the red hat and come over here and let him talk to me. And uh, so I just chewed him out. I said, okay, which one's dumb and which one's dumber? <laughs> Dang, said, Dave. Because we got you on surveillance, and you're trying to circumvent the system, trying to bet more than $5,000 one time. Mm-hmm. I just got off the phone with my boss. He's going to let you keep those two $5,000 bets, but these two security guards here, are going to take your name and your addresses, and you're banned from all five of our properties. And you can no longer bet at our casino again. Well, they end up losing. Our five casinos ended up winning $925,000 on that game. Jeez. The Chiefs lost. Yeah. And believe me, guys, I, I know how it works. Surveillance, those guys are good, man. They can, they can as soon as you walk in the casino, they take your picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, those cameras can see the dirt underneath their fingernail. And they can trace phone calls, and it's all perfectly legal. And anybody who thinks it doesn't, the gaming commission will back them up. But, you know, anytime you're on the phone, bingo, your bet's being traced. Wow. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in Iowa, Council Bluffs, and you're betting. Your, your phone bet's being, tra- being traced. But, uh, hey, I thought I'd just call in and tell you guys. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate yeah. that, Dave. Thanks. We you know more than we do. Yeah, and anyway, Nebraska, it's yeah. probably a good thing they're not having phone bets <laughs> because somebody's going to sit at home and just lose a lot of money instead yeah. of having to go to the casino. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. But All right, it Dave. leaves that temptation out, you know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See, Thanks, Dave. See you later, Dave. Have a good one. That's wild. That's wild. Who's dumb and who's dumber? <laughs> who's dumb and who's dumber? <laughs> then they got banned from all five of their locations. That's pretty awesome. Um... But yeah, sorry. It's just I mean, it, once again, I'll go back to it. If you're somebody out there, it, obviously not listening to this program, but like if you're if somebody's out there and seeing, all right, Alabama, Iowa, Iowa State, you're just holding on for dear life that it doesn't show up that you guys are, are, are found, you know, or getting investigated because that's that's just freaky. It's freaky stuff. Um, it's it's wild. Uh, I'd be I'd be scared as ever. If I could. If, good if thing I we didn't do us. that. It's a good thing we didn't do it.
Hopefully Nebraska's all clean as well. Yes. Let's hope for the... Somebody said uh, onside kick against Northwestern. I emoji. Seems fishy. Don't do it. I'm kidding. Don't do it. I'm kidding. But let's hope not. Because um, then that'd be like kind of a double whammy. Be a double whammy. <laughs> still lost. Still lost. Well, no, you lost. Also, it wasn't legal in Nebraska. So, all bad. So not good at all. All bad. Not good at all. Let's uh, let's take a break because we're a little bit behind schedule. Shout out to Dave for what what a phone call from Dave. Great stories. Um, yeah, you just don't hear about that. Maybe that's maybe Nebraska should just not have sports betting. Let's just open that can of worms, huh? Let us know your thoughts. 402-464-5685. Let's take a break. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.